Hello, friends. So welcome to another episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. And this is Laura Bender. So today's episode, we have Jamie Meyer, who's the founder of Resilience for Life, a longtime yoga therapist, board certified health and wellness coach, heart math provider, and PCC credentialed coach through the International Coaching Federation. So her greatest passion comes from helping clients just realize the connection between mind, body, and spirit. So she supports clients even implementing positive lifestyle changes and coaches uh, via one-on-one on Zoom. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll see you guys on the other side. yeah, ironically, I, um, so I actually was just actually working with Deb a few minutes ago. Um, on part, oh. she's, she's offering this course, um, that's, uh, to a few of us that was uh, about awakening joy. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's actually how we connected. Um, she introduced me to you through some, through the virtual channels that we, that we have. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, she kind of just said, oh yeah, she, she has a lot of coaching, you know, she's a yoga therapist and, um, I really think this would be a great guest, uh, to have on your podcast. So here we are. Um, so welcome Jamie. Thanks again for spending your time here today. Um, so kind of going into, uh, your background a little bit. Um, so I know you have this wealth of experience, knowledge with, uh, yoga, yoga therapy and other specialties. Like, um, you actually have a yoga for arthritis program, Mm -hmm. um, things like that. So I was wondering if you wouldn't mind kind of like telling us a little bit about what your offerings are and uh, where your actual journey started with all this. Okay. Um, Well, I have always uh, been interested in mind-body practices uh, as far back as high school. And I remember uh, trying lots of types of meditation in high school. I like to read uh, books about Eastern practices. And oddly, when I wasn't performing in musicals or playing softball, uh, one of my favorite books I can remember was Maslow's Towards a Psychology of Being. And that sort of amuses me now because it actually kind of came full circle to my work now as a coach. But um, anyway, back to yoga. I came to yoga in a in a more committed and consistent manner about 25 years ago when my grandmother was ill. And one of my mentors at that time, Portia Nelson, encouraged me to try TM. And at the same time, I was also eager for a physical outlet. And I started to get very committed to my asana practice. Uh, It challenged me and sort of, um, I think it evoked memories of that time in high school when I was so athletic and it allowed me to discharge stress as we now know. So that really served um, a dual purpose. I had the physical practice and I also began that very committed meditative um, type of practice daily. Uh, So as far as the yoga therapy, though, in my path, I came to it in a pretty consistent um, and serious way in the 90s. I was, uh, I was, uh, at that time, I was transitioning from a career as a professional spokesperson and a singer. And I, I began my studies before there was a formal credential for yoga therapy. Wow. But I knew that that was what I wanted to focus on. 
um, the esoteric and classical application of yoga as we know it from the Vedas. That's what really, really intrigued me. Mm -hmm. So I cobbled together a curricula uh, beginning some 25 years ago and uh, to date have amassed, I think, something like 2,000 hours of training. But I love learning. I just love learning. And I feel so blessed to have been guided to these master teachers that I've crossed paths with and who have become, in some cases, very dear friends. Um, so any questions about any of that? Yeah. Well, I just kind of want to make a statement. I just find that just, you know, I wish that when I was maybe in high, I, you know, I kind of, I grew up more in, that was kind of like, I think they call it, I don't think it's a Gen X, but maybe it is. I don't know. Um, so I was an eighties kid. I grew up in, so on. I, by the time I got to high school age, I was in, it was the nineties and the mid nineties. And, um, you know, I only wish that I had the kind of practice that you describe as, and even what I have now, uh, back then, I think that, you know, just thinking back to how, you know, a lot of kids that age are very, there's a lot of angst and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, um, kind of working, they're always working through things, whatever they happen to be. And, um, yeah, just thinking of all that, you know, I just, I wish that, um, it was something that was a little more readily available. Um, mm-hmm. I guess at that point in time, cause like you said, you, you had stumbled upon something that wasn't even like really had to even really been credentialed as anything yet. No, and, but um, it's exciting, isn't it? That we're, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of yoga in schools now and, oh, um, yeah. It's it's really in prisons in in many many uh, populations where it's making a huge difference. So oh, absolutely. Um, so that's true. That's absolutely. very true. What you say, um, but yes, I had no, I had no. I'm sure there were people there. I just they weren't as visible as they are now. Mm-hmm. So I just sought them out. Um, I took my basic training at Integral Yoga, and I studied with Swami Ramananda and others. And uh, followed that with stress management, teacher training. And again, this um, this loops back to my interest as a as a high school uh, kid. You know, I, I was fascinated by that mind body connection. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was learning about it in the stress management um, teacher training. And uh, it, it was fascinating. So I, I founded my own business in New York City around this time, uh, called it Resilience for Life, which I still run. And I started working privately with clients for many years. And I also delivered stress reduction programs to companies like IBM and Bloomberg, Citicor. And then I was invited back to be a a co-teacher of the stress management program at the Integral Academy. So I did that in Virginia, New York, and San Francisco with two swamis. So that was really fun. And I was sort of the, I was sort of the, the person on the outside, you know, kind of doing it in the world. Um, That was great, great fun. And I was, uh, thank you. And I was very drawn to, um, again, even though I enjoyed the physical act of practice, I was equally drawn in my service and in my work with clients to to know more about restorative yoga. So, of Mm -hmm. course, that took me to Judith Lassiter, Mm -hmm. and uh, she became a mentor for for me for restorative yoga and specifically yoga for specific health conditions. So I I traveled with Judith. Um, I assisted her in the U.S. and Canada in her trainings for a number of years. Awesome. Um, 
And then I wanted to know more about anatomy. So I studied with uh, wonderful Paul Grilly, who is one of the funniest teachers I've ever had, <laughs> brilliant. And um, Leslie Kamenoff, also for anatomy. And uh, more recently, I studied with Harvey Deutsch, who's a master teacher of yoga therapeutics, and he's a brilliant physical therapist. Um, and somewhere in the middle of that, I wanted to uh, dive deep and, and maintain my connection to the classical uh, source, the Vedas. And so I studied with David Frawley for three years. And, and he was married at some point um, during or probably after I started uh, studying with him. And so I had the opportunity to also study with his wife, Shambhavi, um, and, and work with mantra and sacred sound. And one thing I'd like to mention that she taught me, which I thought was brilliant, I was still using my TM mantra, which I still use. Um, however, uh, Shambhavi said, you know, if you have a mantra that you were, you were given or that you even selected for yourself in your 20s, it may not be the mantra you want to use a decade or two decades later. And this was sort of a revelation to me. So I have a different sort of toolkit that I use now mm. with respect for all the lineages, of course. But I, I thought that was a very, very powerful teaching. Yeah, and it sounds, I, I know why, you know, and I think this is also why I think I really, I guess I connect with you so well, because I, I also feel like we're both like very hungry for just knowledge and education. So we're constantly working through things to try to find some maybe new tech, maybe not even new, just discovering some different things that maybe we didn't know existed or just learning, wanting to know more about certain things that just been around forever. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. actually, I just had a guest, um, actually who I recorded last week. Um, she's actually was my restorative teacher also did some trainings with Judah Lasseter too. So yeah, th those are, those are some passions of mine as well. And just offering, and unfortunately, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually, so I, I work for my vinyasa practice. Obviously this is what that podcast is for. And, uh, you know, obviously that's based in Austin, Texas, which is covered in a lot of snow right now. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of my coworkers are um, without power or it's kind of been intermittent a little bit. So I'm actually substituting for one of my coworkers today for a restorative class. So I, I get the privilege of teaching it a couple times this week, uh, which I absolutely love, Wonderful. love that practice. Um, mm -hmm. So you, you had created this business um, resilience uh, for life, you know, many, a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so what was your overall intention um, that you had wanted to provide with that business? You kind of touched a little bit on it, but I kind of want a little yeah. bit more information. And the, what kind of offerings do you provide with this? Sure. Um, thanks for asking. Yeah. When, I, when I started the business, I was really clear that I wanted to work in a therapeutic vein. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> uh, in fact, I was thrown into two situations that highlighted the need for more training. Um, and that was really a blessing. I was hired to work at a gym in Westchester, where most of the students were seniors. And I really had not been teaching long, but they presented with knee issues and back issues and mm. surgeries and preparing for surgeries and so on and so forth. And they loved the class, um, which was a gentle Hatha practice. But I was, as you say, I was hungry to be able to understand how to answer their questions intelligently, mm -hmm. to do no harm. Uh, to learn more about anatomy, to understand my scope of practice, and to be very clear that yoga uh, could provide certain 
benefits, but of course, to work with your medical professional and to skillfully blend those. That's what I was hungry for. Um, so I, uh, you know, again, I took all the trainings that I've mentioned and, and some others. Um, I was given the opportunity also to teach at the Jewish Guild for the Blind in New York City for oh. six years. And that was such a joyous experience for me. It helped me to uh, really be aware of my language in a way that made it perhaps more specific than it had when I wasn't aware that I could not be seen. You know, there's a very powerful, uh, powerful uh, way to communicate when you know that you have to really nail it. You know, your words have to be very, very clear. So um, during that time, I I really dived deep with those students uh, on the topics of breathing and the sutras. And um, that also led me back to my teachers, as I've mentioned, Dr. Frawley. And um, one teacher I just want to mention is Tao Portion Lynch, who was really a dear, dear friend. Um, I studied with Tao for six years and went to India. She died last year at 101. But all of these teachers had such a great influence on me. And I really feel like their wisdom comes through, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so kind of speaking of that, then, um, how, you know, these, these tools of, you know, your wellness, the stress relief, the yoga therapy, the mentoring, coaching, all that, how do you, um, how do you integrate these tools off the mat? Like, how are you integrating them in your, maybe in your own life? Yeah, great question. Um, well, I have a, a very dedicated personal daily practice. Uh, I've been meditating since 1993, and um, it's really layered and evolving. And I thank uh, my teachers like Shambhavi for encouraging me to always um, shake it up. But I want to I make one point on that because we talked about kind of the hunger for knowledge. I also yes. think there's an importance in standing still and going deep, you know, that metaphor of, of the field, right? You can plant a lot of little seedlings, but if you just keep running around, you know, <laughs> the roots aren't going to go deep. So mm -hmm. I think it's very important to, um, to, to find that stillness as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, at this point in my life, um, I, I get up, uh, I start first thing in the morning with a mat practice. Uh, I also do a short Qigong practice and um, take quite a bit of time with breathing and meditation. And then I go into my day. And as you said, that's where the rubber hits the road. You know, it's yeah. taking the yoga off the mat. And yeah. uh, I can tell when I'm agitated or perhaps respond um, in a way that I'm not particularly happy with that uh, I can bring it back to the yoga and and maybe learn, you know, whether it's uh, uh, not practicing ahimsa, which we know is nonviolence, or mm -hmm. some of the other things that that help me to be more aware. That's what I try to uh, to bring to my mind. Yeah. Mindfulness. yeah, yeah, and it's actually interesting you brought that up too, because actually that that's what our topic was. We were we're just we just started this um, practice with Deb actually a couple weeks ago, and we're actually in the part of the book which is only the second chapter of mindfulness. So we were just talking about a lot of this just recently, just offering these little bits um, and pieces to bring ourselves to present versus you know thinking about whatever's going on tomorrow or whatever. Um, kind of, and, you know, you touched on a subject of the stillness and 
um, this kind of will lead into the second question, but I, I, you know, it's funny, every guest that I think I've had on here, we've all kind of found that stillness, especially within the pandemic itself, because I think even as yoga teachers, we were, you know, keeping busy, we were doing our job as servants in a way as, you know, in service somehow, Mm -hmm. And, you know, running around and and again, still me like, oh, I need to need to do this training and I need to do that training. I need to teach this class, need to go do this, you know, teaching um, self-care and mindfulness. But then at the same time, we realized that we weren't necessarily being still and looking as deeply as within, within, as we should have been, maybe at least myself. And I know a couple other people I spoke to, we had this this, this allowed us to really kind of slow down like Mm. a lot. And um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess if we're gonna, if we're gonna continue to be able to be of service to others, we have to really take that in. And um, it kind of leads me to this, this last thought and this last question a little bit, you know, what was one thing that you found that brought value to you during, especially during 2020, which was like a total upheaval for a lot of people? Yeah, for the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, I honestly don't know what I would have done in 2020 without my practice. Yeah. Uh, a number of colleagues and I joke that we've always taught our students that we don't practice for the good times. We practice for the tough times, you know, mm-hmm. so well, hello, tough times they're, they're <laughs> yeah. here, right? Um, and I, I think I felt ready to navigate um, in spite of the uncertainty and fear. Uh, I had tools to bring me back when I felt like I was losing my way. Um, and I, I, I have to be clear that it's, it's not easy. It changes every day. But I was able to remind myself again and again about non-attachment, which doesn't mean uh, we don't care or that we can't be a force for change. Um, but it's been essential in helping me stay balanced and remember how important self-care is. You know, we can only be of service as much as we are full and we can only be as full as we uh, maintain practices that don't deplete us, right? That, that yeah. refill us after we give. Um, so it was... Uh, it was truly, uh, it was a great test, you know, and it, it's made me even um, more committed and just grateful that I've been on this path. Um, you know, I had been building a virtual one-on-one coaching business for, for several years. Um, and uh, the, the coaching, the um, health and wellness and the executive coaching, um, which is primarily what I'm focusing on now, it, mm-hmm. it, it really, uh, it really was so positioned in 2020. It was sort of amazing to me in the midst of all of the havoc that was going on that I was able to be as busy and as uh, of service as I wanted to be. So so that continues to be a, a blessing in my life and something that I'm grateful for. And, um, and I love, you mentioned earlier, I just want to briefly mentioned the yoga for arthritis. Stephanie yes. Munoz, who's a brilliant researcher, Dr. Munoz, um, created the yoga for arthritis program. And um, my grandmother had very debilitating arthritis and that led me to that program. And so I, I continue to be a mentor 
uh, for people going through level two training and seeking credentialing so that they can offer the yoga for arthritis to others. And that's a one-on-one. So I love working one-on-one with people and, um, you know, we, we do the work and then they move on to level three, which is where the credentialing occurs, but it's a very comprehensive program. And, um, again, it just calls to my desire for specialization. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that, that specific tool right there too. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be someone that's, you know, 80 years old. It could be, I actually know a friend of mine. Um, I want, she's a running friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she just turned, she's, I think she's about, she might be 54 now, but, um, you know, a couple, a few years ago when we were running together, she had just turned 50. Um, she had, uh, I think she had some kind of surgery done to her knee. Um, and even a couple years ago, uh, you know, she was still having pain. She had torn her meniscus and, Mm. um, you know, the doctor, you know, after doing a lot of, you know, ultrasounds, research, whatever x-rays, you know, at 53 or whatever, how old she was, she has arthritis already. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it could be, it can happen to anyone at any age. And that's such a, um, it can be very debilitating for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, and the, the beauty about yoga, I think, and certainly the yoga for arthritis yeah. program is that it addresses, uh, the conditions through the koshas, which for mm-hmm. those who may not know, it's, it's not just about your physical body, you right. know, it's working with the mind, the breath, um, your belief system, you know, all of it plays a very strong, uh, factor in how we, uh, receive and, uh, manage pain. And so, it's yeah. it's truly an honor to work with people that that come. I feel very blessed, and again, I these teachers. I you know I don't know how I stumbled across their path, but I am ever grateful for the wisdom that I. Well, yeah, made. it sounds like the universe was already kind of looking looking over you and saying, you know, <laughs> we're just going to bring this person to you and bring this person. <laughs> to you. That's the way it works, right? Yeah, and then I yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, when the sure. is ready, the teacher appears. Exactly. Say. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then the fact that you, you, you know, you already had this online uh, business already. Uh, mm-hmm. you, this is just a perfect, it just kind of offered you a, an extra door, an open extra opening to kind of just let a few more, maybe more people to come to you in that way. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jamie. I want to appreciate you uh, offering your time with me today and just kind of sitting down and having this podcast interview. It's been definitely an honor. So thank you so much again. Likewise. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. Take care. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. So for more information on Jamie's offerings, you can go and check out the show notes and see her website, www.resiliencefirlife.com. And of course, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.